you have your Bibles, if you open to the first chapter of Ephesians, agreed with, obviously with what has gone before us and would like to tie into that if the Lord be our helper. First chapter of Ephesians in the 13th verse. Well, uh, 12th verse. So 1 and 12. Paul here says that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in whom after that ye believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Uh, you have assembled here this morning and I commend you for that. You have availed yourself of the opportunity of being under preaching. There's three things that the 13th verse mentions. But they're not in the order in which they occur. In whom he also trusted. That's actually the first thing mentioned, but it's the last thing that occurred. Because it says after. In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth. In whom also after that ye believe. So what's the order? You hear you believe and you trust. That's the order. Re read it and you'll see. That is the sequence. That's the order. That's the intent. That, that's the reason we try to preach. It's not that you just hear, but you identify it as the gospel of your salvation. Amen. And to do that, it requires that you first believe what you hear. But that's not the end of it. In addition to hearing it and believe it, the last thing, and the thing that unfortunately unfortunately is an obstacle to many is you trust 
you're here. We've assembled ourselves together. We've sung. We prayed. The Lord blesses. We'll try to preach. Excuse me. I'm going to have to do this. This thing keeps on talking in my ear. <laughs> and it's telling me all kinds of things I need to do. <laughs> and none of them has to do with the gospel. <laughs> Those are just words. You see, the gospel is more than just words. Amen. It's how we communicate, right? We communicate in words. But the gospel is more than just words, and in order to believe the gospel, it requires more than just definitions of words. Amen. It requires spiritual understanding. Right. Amen. I can't provide that. If I could, I would. I can't. I, I can't provide it to you, and I can't provide it for me. Amen. Amen. I confess that sometimes I read this, and it's just words. But there's other times that I read it, and it's like as those two on the road to Demaeus, it burns within us. It touches something within us. How do you know you're hearing the word of truth? I don't believe there's a church in existence that would get up and say, we are not preaching the truth. But they don't preach what we preach. Both can't be true. There's only one truth. So how are you to identify? Mom and dad can't do for that. Spouse can't do that. This is a very private, personal thing we're talking about. Well, there's various ways. We live and we see each other in a physical world. I can view the different colors you have on. I can see some of you have to wear glasses like I do. I can see different color of hair. I can see different length of hair. I can see some of us have the best that we know to try to dress ourselves up as much as possible. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. All of that. All of that. But there's an unseen world. Uh, right now, going through this building are radio waves. Don't see them. And the only way to hear them is to have a receiver. Amen. 
And that receiver will take those waves and produce sound that we can hear. Amen. But you can be, it can be, it can be a song, it can be a blaring song, and you click a switch, and you don't hear it anymore. Those waves don't quit coming, you just don't have a receiver on. Right. That, that's an unseen thing, that we have physical evidence that when we hear it, that it occurs. Well, the unseen world that we have begins in us when the Lord speaks life unto our heart. Amen. There's an outer man, and then there's an inward man. Amen. Now, Uh, I can recall, if I knew your history, I'd tell it. I can recall a time in my life when I was a child and I rode my bike to a store and I was with some friends and they thought it was nice and funny and so forth to go in and steal a candy bar each. And I wouldn't do it. Now, it wasn't that I was a goody two-shoes. I've never been one of those. I, again, I probably would prefer to be one of those, but I, I just, trouble has a way of finding me, as my precious companion. But I'd had experience when I was a child, and I stole from the precious older lady that babysatted me until mom and dad got home and I'd go straight to her house this is in Oakland brother Jerry. I'd go straight to her house and she'd have something for me to snack on and then I'd go play at my house next door outside and whatever until mom and dad came home where she had this big thing of pennies in it and I reached in when she wasn't looking and I started grabbing pennies and I grabbed until my pockets were bulging full of pennies I don't want to go through the whole story, but I got caught. <laughs> I, you know what I did? I actually got sick. <laughs> that got bothering me so much, I literally went to bed. Dad came in finally after Mom, and then Dad came in. And smart me, I just took my, my jeans off and just kind of threw them on the floor. What do you think came out of the pocket? <laughs> so Dad come in, what's wrong, son? I don't feel good. Why don't you feel good? I, 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 don't, I, don't, I just don't feel good. Got a question? Okay, well, where'd you get the penny? What penny? <laughs> and then I started lying. I, I can go through the whole thing. I love to tell this. I can go through the whole thing. But here's the point. I had to put all of those pennies back into my pockets a second time. Because Dad wouldn't, he says, gather up the pennies. We're going to Connie. Well, I put them in a paper bag. Dad said, what's that? I said, it's back, it has pennies in it. He says, those went into your pocket, they'll fit again. Put them in your pocket. And I did, crying. And we went over to Connie's, Dad and I. And 
Dad said, Sonny has something he wants to tell you and then show you. And I told her and I started pulling bags, a handfuls of penny. And to this very moment, I can remember her shrill of crying running out of the room. Her precious Sonny had stolen from Now, why do I tell you all that? There was something in me that condemned me. It said it was wrong. And it condemned me to the point that it physically made me sick. Now, fast forward, these boys went into steel candy bars. I didn't want to feel that feeling again. I'd do anything not to feel that feeling again. Okay. That is your inward person. That's the working of your inward person condemning you when you sin. And when you do those things that are contrary. You can see it when you raise your children. And they get in trouble and you punish your children. And they react and so forth. As opposed to when you correct your children and you never have to lay a hand on them because it crushes them. And they feel condemned. They're guilty and they feel guilty. That's what sin is. it's It's a violation of the law. Now, this inward person that's in us, it is a truth detector. It is able to identify truth. And it's like those radio waves. It will react positively to the word of truth. False preaching will not do that. False preaching will react to this outward way. Right. And it oftentimes seeks to entertain. Right. It oftentimes needs to have things added to it so you'll listen to it. It seeks to attract your attention and hold your attention by natural ways and natural means. Amen. But the truth of God needs none of that, my friends. Amen. Because it's not talking to your natural person, it's talking to your spiritual person. Amen. And your spiritual person, my friends, as you're hearing the word of truth will feed upon what it's hearing. That's how you are able to identify preaching. It is something that is within a natural little thing. Uh, You bump your funny phone, what happens? Uh, You don't choose for it to happen. You don't mean for it to happen. But that sting goes up and down your arm, Michael. Well, I'll tell you, when the gospel is preached, there's something within you that must Respond. It is your inward man. It is the spirit 
of God within you. And when you hear preaching, my friends, true preaching, it will testify of what it is hearing. If you don't hear that, my friends, you are not hearing the word of truth. I like to say every time that I said under the gospel that I identify with it and that happens. But I'll tell you, my friends, sometimes it does not. You know what? I'm not hearing. <laughs> I'm not hearing. I'm dwelling on this or I'm dwelling on that or uh, uh, something else has happened and I'm focused on other. But I tell you, most of the time, it does occur when, when, when we're hearing. And we identify it as the gospel of our salvation. And we believe it. Now, the question is, does it stop there? It needs to go to the final step. And that final step is we trust it. You know a signal of trusting it is submitting to it. Not not from here, not from the brain, from the heart. Bible tells us that with the heart man believeth unto salvation. With the mouth confession is made. But with the heart man believeth unto salvation. When that happens, when God blesses that, and we hear it, and we identify with it, and we say, that is the gospel of my, it's personal, of my salvation, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That's not a one and done thing. Right. Amen. That happens every time we complete the circuit. <laughs> now, the way I look on that is the sealing to be sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise is to authenticate what we have just heard as being the gospel of our salvation. Amen. Years ago, I was a notary public. Not anymore. Years ago, I was. Long enough that they didn't give me a stamp to do it with. They gave me an instrument that was about this big, chrome, and had a funny-looking handle on it, and a round thing at the at, inside of it, which had a seal on it. And you would take the piece of paper, and you would insert it, into that instrument and you get down here and you would press it hard. And when you did, it imprinted what was on that seal on the piece of paper. And then you would sign it with your name and have a little stamp at that point uh, to sign when it was recorded and all that stuff. But my point is, you could make a copy of that and you could take it and put it right, it's a color copier, 
put it right by the side of the one that was actually notarized. And by looking, it was hard to tell them apart. Sometimes you could get really close and see, but I'll tell you instantly, you could tell them apart by simply running your hand or your fingers over the seal. Because one had no feeling whatsoever, it was just slick paper. But the one that was actually sealed, my friends, you could feel that seal on it. That is the sealing of the Holy Spirit, my friends. You feel it. I believe that a church needs to not only hear the word of truth, believe the word of truth, I think they need to feel the word of truth. It begins to feed the soul. It goes beyond the mind. So, how do you tell what's true? At the end of service, have you felt fed? Or have you felt just a mental gymnastics? I have, no more than most of you probably, I, I have memorized a lot of things in my life because I had to in order to pass a test. And then as soon as that test was over and I got whatever grade, guess what, that thing's happened. I didn't really learn it. I memorized it. Memorize. Now, there's value in memorizing the Bible. There's value in memorizing Scripture. There is. But I'm telling you, my friends, when it's imprinted upon you, when not only do you know it, you feel it. And it feeds you. And it comforts you. The Bible refers to that as spiritual discernment. Uh, I'm a retired CPA. And there was about a two-week period in which my older daughter decided she wanted to major in accounting. And all of a sudden, I became the grossest, dumbest dad to probably the smartest one that she ever had. And that lasted two weeks. (laughs) And then I went back to my prior position. (laughs) My friends, you're blessed to be able to come here to Providence on a regular basis and to hear the gospel of your salvation. You have opportunity to hear how many of God's people never hear the truth? A vast majority of them. 99 and 9 tenths, I would, I mean, just, maybe that's even, it's just a vast majority never hear it. 
Doesn't mean they're not children of God. It just means they don't hear it. Because it's never preached to them. You have opportunity to hear it. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. So how do you know it's true? First of all, you feel it. Second of all, it feeds. But listen to this. It ascribes greatness to God. Amen. If you, if I got up here and started saying that God desires to save you, well, here's one. Here's one. Here's how they do it. There's some money in there. Here's salvation. Here it is. I'm offering it to you. Here it is. Now, now if you want it, you got to come up here and get it. Come on. It's available. I'm giving it to you free. Here it is. But to get it, you got to, if you don't come up here and get it, you won't have it. Now I'm doing everything I can to give it to you, but you got, you got to accept it. You, you got to come get it. There's logic in that. There's all kinds of analogies and things you can use with that. The only problem is it's hogwash. <laughs> it's untrue. God has never offered you salvation. Christ didn't offer to you on the cross. God gives salvation. He doesn't ask you about it. He just drops it in you. If I take this money and I have your bank account and I wire it somewhere and you look it up and there's money. Have you ever had that happen? I have. Had a deposit. Where would that come from? You know what I want to do? Start inquiring. Is it real? Is something I can use? My friends, the truth honors God. If you find something more that honors God more than a primitive Baptist church, you go after it. I'm persuaded to believe you will not. Because we give God all glory. We give God all credit. When I get to heaven, I'm not going to look up brother so-and-so that saved me. I'm going to look at my Savior who has saved me. And my Father, God, who has loved me. Why not do it now? Believe it. Hear it. Believe it. Trust it. You'll never be sorry. May God bless you.